Alonzo Nunez. <laughs> welcome to the LSP podcast. Uh, welcome back, I should say, in our new studio here. Um, you are the longest running podcast guest. I was thinking about this when I just got home, taking a shower. Um, it all started with you, dude, 2017. <laughs> and if I would have known when we were tucked away in an old high voltage electric building over five years ago that this podcast would still be going in five years and that I'd be podcasting with uh, one of my heroes in the podcasting world, the Duncan Trussell tomorrow. I wouldn't have believed it. So it's pretty fucking cool. And I appreciate you coming through to be on the podcast. Right on. Yeah. Appreciate you writing. A little warm up for the for the big show tomorrow. It's a big show. Yeah. It is. Um, and it's a show that wouldn't have happened without your help. So maybe we could start there. Uh, that faithful night, September 25th in San Francisco, going to see Duncan Trussell for the first time. It was my first time seeing him live. Um, what was running through your mind walking outside of that show that eventually led to us talking to him? Oh man, I, we were in line and he had kind of poked his head out that window and I said hi and said a couple of things to the to the everybody in line and oh, yeah. when we were getting I remember that beforehand yeah. yeah so we came out said fuck it why not let's give it a shot it's tall enough to yes. tap the window which I wasn't yeah yeah so that's this is all you man this, I, this is uh, you're doing you're just like I, I I've said before I was just an extended arm for you. Yeah. If you could have a longer arm and we're a little taller, that was that was me for you. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, so we're making it happen. So uh um again, thank you for reaching up and tapping that window, giving me the chance to have one of my dreams come true and talk with Duncan Trussell tomorrow. And uh thank you for coming through today so we can do a little little warm up so I get my podcasting chops going. So another place worth starting would be, um, we had a pretty long day leading up to this point. It's productive, yeah. It's a good, long, productive day. Yeah. It's about 10.30 at night. Um, uh, we just came from a six-mile hike at Mission Peak. Mm-hmm. Uh, since you're the guest, I'll let you explain um, what that hike means to you in general that we try to do once a week. And uh, how you felt tonight. And while you talk, I'm going to pour us some Buffalo Trace. Nice. You got to do it on video always. Mm -hmm. So the Mission Peak hike, something that I started in the beginning of the year. And uh, if, if the viewers have seen the previous, my previous podcast with you, um... It was just a way to prepare myself for a trip that I was planning on taking, and it was the Annapurna Circuit and Base Camp in Nepal. And it's something that I wanted to do, almost like a milestone um, before I turned 30, right? It was kind of a thing for me, and physically, emotionally, mentally challenged that way. And it was nearby. Uh, I live nearby, and the elevation... Uh, it's about 2,000 
it's three miles up, three miles down. Uh, it's pretty, pretty steep. Um, it's a good workout, you would say, right? It's oh, pretty, yeah, it's can, yeah. it can get demanding it's, it's sometimes. It's two thousand over two thousand foot climb in three miles. Yeah, it's up almost yeah. the whole time. Yeah. So when I prepared for Nepal, <clears throat> I mean, there's no preparing completely um, for the oxygen level, you know. And all that good stuff, yeah. And then the true elevation over there, where we start, and where we're at the, the peak over there. But uh, the peak, I think, it was like eighteen thousand yeah. feet. Yeah, and, uh, to give some perspective, I think Mount Everest is like twenty-seven or like twenty-eight. I think you yeah. know. So I mean, it's a it's a big difference, but it was a it was a way for me to prepare and uh, just practice. And that's just kind of it's just kind of stuck and been doing that. And you got back from Nepal when this year? Uh, late May late right? May yeah, early June mm-hmm. yeah. so spent most of May out there out there yeah, doing the Mission Peak. vegetarian thing and mm, yeah. hiking and it, and it was probably one of the most physically demanding mostly mentally kind of thing that, yeah. I, that I've had to do and it was challenging and it was super rewarding one of the most rewarding trips I think I've been on and yeah. yeah we got into it big time last time if people want to hear more about that trip it was the last Dream Talking episode, number uh, 34, if I'm not mistaken. But since we're on camera this time, and we're talking about Nepal, mm-hmm. uh, let's talk about this, where you got that. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was like, that was a gift to you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> cheers. That was from, uh, yeah, cheers. Thank you. But, uh, that's from the mountain over there. Mm-hmm. And this is a dude that paints them right, like up there in the mountains? Mm. Is this one here, I think, was from... Uh, Kathmandu I don't remember we, we bought a few this one might have been Kathmandu or one of the one of the little villages there um, coming down from the mountain yeah, yeah not, not towards the peak but it's pretty down badass below. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. right on so yeah so we just hit Mission Peak today um, did the entire hike in the dark and it was yeah it should have been dark at that's why yeah do the entire they're what did I say last week when we got up there and it was raining it's lonely on it's uh, it's lonely on top (laughs) because there's not a lot of people out there hiking Mm -hmm. we were damn near the only ones going up at that Mm -hmm. time Um, and that's something that I really appreciate about uh, our friendship our relationship is that you're one of the people in my life that if I wanna, if I wanna bitch out, if I wanna say ah not today, you kind of push me, and I sort of push you, mm-hmm. and that's a reason that we've continued to, to do that hike, even though it's getting dark and cold, and we have excuses not to, um, mm-hmm. and can you talk a little bit? I know how I feel. Can you talk a little bit about what it feels like to hit the peak? Uh, it's rewarding every time. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's 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 demanding. It's some days are easier than others. I don't know. I just yeah. and then you're feel like towards the end you're really hustling to get up to the top, and then you hit the top, and all of a sudden it's just you know it's like what was all the huffing and puffing for? You know, it's yeah, it's peace. It's, it's peaceful. peaceful up there. The contrast mm-hmm. between the hard work and mm-hmm. then you get up there and you got the view. And it's so quiet. Mm-hmm. It's it's very rewarding, dude. It's it's up there. Actually, it was. Put okay. these out. 
this is kind of our sponsored our little by, thing, right? by body armor. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because when we hit the peak, this is this our is reward. Our, that's our little treat <laughs> for hitting the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that last mile when it's fucking straight up, mm-hmm. you're just thinking, oh, that body armor is going to taste so good mm-hmm. when we get up there. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's it, buddy. Little rewards. Yeah. Self-discipline. I don't know. Been on this pretty pretty, pretty good for a while. I mean, with the... Um, the fasting for Ramadan. Yes. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, you know, you know, I'm not either, Muslim, but, Muslim, but yeah. you know, I got buddies that are and encouraging me to do it and more than happy to do it and participate. And it's, I think it's super healthy. And I've been on that for a while now. So now fasting is throughout the day is kind of the norm. Yeah. Right. You know, we're, we're both kind of on that where yeah. we wait and we kind of earn, I don't know, earn is the right word, but yeah. You know, wait till the end of the day you have a productive day and you have a meal that's it that's really yeah. all you need you don't need to overindulge and stuff and it's kind of what you and me have both been on and what we we agree and I think that's why we get along one of the reasons we get along pretty well yeah right yeah for sure and that's uh yeah it's it's it all sort of started with Ramadan uh which was in April I think is that when yeah. it was yeah mm-hmm. I remember having a conversation with you and you saying hey man, I'm thinking about doing Ramadan. And neither of us had really seriously fasted before that. Like, yeah, it, like was, it was here and there. Just, it would yeah. sort of happen by accident. Like, oh shit, I didn't eat all day today. But yeah. to intentionally mm-hmm. say, no, I'm not going to eat till the sun goes down for a, a month, basically, right? It's like damn near 30 days. Yeah, that's, that's more intense. You can't Because you can't drink either. Yeah. Uh, no, like chewing I gum. Drink, I, I, I drink water, but you, I didn't drink the water either. You took it even further. You no, know, I went, yeah, by, the true, by their rules. By the true Muslim rules, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. For sure. I mean, they have the prayer and everything, but mm-hmm. they started at a certain time. I don't know. It's, it was fun. I mean, it was... Yeah, well, it's what's really cool about it to me was you, you approached it as an experiment. We both did. And, uh, like, let's just see what happens, you know. And you did learn something about yourself because it did change your relationship to food. And then it mm-hmm. seems like mm-hmm. it's changed, mm-hmm. in general, what we talk about often, our relationship to indulges, mm-hmm. indulgements mm-hmm. and pleasure and all yeah. of that, right? Instant gratification. Instant gratification. Of, the satisfaction of just when you want it, you, need, you want it then and now and that. I mean that really hasn't ever been my thing, but I mean, it's, I mean we all know what it is to indulge. Yeah, to yeah. indulge and yeah. and uh, not really carry out the the discipline that we should we should all be practicing. You know? Yeah, and I feel like this is the lifestyle. Like there is no other lifestyle. This is this is the way to go. You know, is to to practice the self control and yeah. and you know find reward in, in small things and I don't know have a productive try to have a productive day every day I don't know yeah something right another thing experience th- that you've that you've talked about f- as an example abstaining or fasting from mm-hmm. food you can abstain and fast from a lot of things drugs alcohol mm-hmm. sex mm-hmm. whatever but a st- abstaining from food fasting from food for the majority of the day and you eat a meal after your workout or after the hike um 
and I've noticed this as well, frees up so much of your mind in a way, right? So when, when you're in the indulging mode, when it gets to be lunchtime, you start going, man, what would taste good today? What can I indulge in today, mm -hmm. right? When you're, in the, when you're in the normal status quo mindset, that ramen would be really good or a burrito or this mm -hmm. or that. Mm -hmm. And like you were saying, going the other way of quote, earning the meal, maybe you will indulge with that one meal, but you're even less likely to because you go, man, yeah, yeah. right? I've spent this entire day, I've, I've, exactly. I've, I've, you know, lived healthfully as best as I could, and I worked my ass off hiking, or you often run the lake here in Oakland, Lake Merritt, you know, that's three miles, or, I, you know, mm -hmm. I'll go to yoga, or go and lift weights, or whatever, and, and then to indulge after that, it feels like, what am I doing? Like, I'm wasting yeah. all this effort. consciously spent your day practicing yeah. this from abstaining, right? And yeah. then to just... I spent most of the day abstaining. Why not have this and have that and a burrito or whatever it is I want or yeah. hamburger, you know? And then there's, there's there's tons of food you could you could name, but really the relationship with food should be. I mean, for for me and then I, I feel like for you too, right? Is is what we what we've known is that it's that it's supplemental. That it's yeah. You know, there's more to it than just eating. You know, what, what's what is it gonna do for our body tomorrow? Yes, you know? exactly. How's this gonna mm -hmm. make me feel? Yeah. Like an hour from now, how's it gonna mm -hmm. make me feel tomorrow? Mm -hmm. What's the yeah? Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean that you don't indulge too. Like there are times when it's time to fucking have at it, you know. Yeah, but guilt guilt free. Guilt free. If you're gonna free. do it, just yeah, do it. Just fucking no rules. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you gotta space those out because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. you know you end up in a spot where you're having one of those every day, and then all of a sudden, right. yeah, yeah it, it, mm -hmm. you're it's it's like a drug. You're chasing a fucking you're chasing a high mm -hmm. that you're not gonna get. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really cool, man. Um, I I didn't plan on talking about this, but it feels like the next natural transition. Speaking of living a more disciplined lifestyle, mm -hmm. um, and uh, allowing space in your life to take care of responsibilities, you have a big life change coming up in your life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> My baby. Your mm -hmm. baby. That's on the way. What's the due date? Uh, April 24th. Mm -hmm. April 24th. I had my first baby. Your first baby. First little Alonzo Nunez As Jr. my buddy put it yesterday. Inshallah, correct? Yeah. I think that's how you say it. Yeah. I think it's pretty nice, but... Yeah. God, God willing is basically... God willing. Nice. May, mm -hmm. you, you may have a... Very likely will be having a an air mm -hmm. in April mm -hmm. um yeah, how a flight trap man it's, I don't think it's going anywhere oh <laughs> right how do you how how does that change the way that you approach your day to day life and discipline when you knew that the baby was on the way what happened in your inner world did you notice any sort of a change mm, I don't I don't know if it's an I don't know if it's an odd thing to say, you know. I don't. Yeah, is it, it yeah. didn't. As I was asking that, I was thinking it really, the real change I remember was once the babies were here. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah. yeah, I'll wait for that day to come. We're even waiting. It's funny because we're talking about Seltisman. I'm even. Um, so my girl, and then we, as you know, we have, she's had 
two girls from her previous relationship. Yeah. So two, two stepchildren, right? Mm-hmm. Two children. Um, two girls, and they they want to know the gender, but I'm set on uh-huh. waiting till the till the baby's born to find the Which gender. Is so freaking cool. And it's and I've I've explained to them it's to practice this, mm. like you know I give I want to give them everything and I and, and I will, but it comes with, you know it comes you ha- I I want to, the same principles and virtues that I practice I want them to know yeah that this is you know this is a lifestyle that i choose and that i I want them to be aware and then if they choose to do so when they get older and they grow up seeing me do this and maybe practice this then they will when they get when become adults you know yeah and um so that's i'm helping them this is one way i'm kind of having them practice self-control self-control delaying we want to have a gender let's have a gender review and so on and so forth but um want them to wait they really want it and for them to really want it and to wait to have it is i think this is a good way for them to practice this that's awesome yeah, so we're, we're waiting to yeah that's really cool i wonder how what the percentage of people are that do that because it's got to be pretty small because i was thinking as you were saying that and thinking of of your daughters your stepdaughters that are really your daughters um they they live in a world now they live in a generation where everything's instant mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. TikTok right away entertain me entertain me it's mm-hmm. right there as soon as I want it it's there you know Amazon Prime I want to order something it's there the same day or the mm-hmm. next day everything's this instant gratification I know I'm not breaking a new ground everybody talks about this mm-hmm. but um, it's such a given of like it, well, you can know the gender after I don't know how many months it is, like five or six months, right? It, they can no, uh, like three. Like yeah, you can three, be pretty damn sure after about half. Three, three. I don't know. Yeah. a couple weeks ago we could have found out. Yeah. she's she's four months now. So y- you can know. You can pick up the phone and swipe and entertain yourself with, oh, it's a boy or oh, it's a girl, and to purposefully delay that, and say no, we're gonna do it the more natural way. And, you know that it was that our ancestors did for, for sure. mm-hmm. many generations mm-hmm. where you find out when the baby comes out and I think that's very cool very commendable and I like that you're looking at it as an opportunity to teach right. them something mm-hmm. about that you know and, and they might feel a certain type of way about it today but maybe you know in time when, when they do have the excitement of finding out the gender the day of and meeting their little brother or sister, it, it'll instill something in them of, oh, there may be something to this, you know, delaying exactly. the gratification, yeah. living in a more natural yeah. way, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, that's really cool, man. I like that a lot. Um, okay, well, since this podcast is leaning more stoic, uh, the last one we talked about in Nepal, which I guess really leans into the... It's funny because it, it leans into the Buddhist side, but also leans a lot into the, into the Stoic side because of the lessons you learned when you were out there. It just makes me think of, you know, the one thing when I think about you being in Nepal is you saying it was so challenging that all you could do was focus on the next step. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. 100%. Can you, can you tell a little bit of that story, like when that thought would come into your mind and and what it was like being out there yeah they're 
I mean, the longest days, I think, were something around like 26 miles. Damn. Um, 26 miles in a day? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, those were, there were a couple days like that, and then the average was anywhere from, I mean, the shorter days were eight, maybe. Mm -hmm. But with a lot of elevation climb, or? It was always, yeah, there's always elevation, and then um, midway, and then we started dropping back down, right, and then doing the actual base camp. We walk up to the the base of the mountain before they would. We didn't climb the Annapurna, but you know, um, anybody that were to climb the Annapurna mountain, they you know that's where you would start base the base camp, right? Same yeah. for Everest, yeah, base camp there. But yeah, so that, so there's some long days, and I remember we we'd we'd see way over a little purple building or a little gold, some, well, anything, some kind of in, indication of something way off in the distance other than just the mountain and our guide would say okay we're gonna walk to that and then uh eight kilometers to the left around that mountain and it seemed like there's no way it seemed like it's so far it's so far but yeah um and then other days we didn't see our destination you know we couldn't see our destination but we would just walk and walk and walk and you'd you'd be in an elevation and the oxygen level and everything going on and then our bags right uh there's just times where you would just all you could then anything going on over here is yeah. the way I, over here the way i could put it is anything anything and everything going America. on over here yeah yeah there was no room uh for that while you were walking um you just kept to focus like you just had to focus on your next step is getting to your destination you know go after this, we get a, a shower. Not <clears throat> always a hot shower, but a shower. You clean yourself off, get some food in your in your stomach, and just the and basics. Then, and then just let it all kind of all the vibrations of the day. You know, your body just relax, and you just <laughs> and then you know that tomorrow we're you're doing it again. And it's just it was that way for for a while. You know, and it was great. It was amazing. Yeah, and I I'm super into it, and I want to continue doing it. Yeah. I mean, I'm having the baby soon, so, but, <clears throat> you know, give us some time. And, you know, I think that's how I'd want to spend my vacations. Um, and then, of course, the vacations with the with the kids and, you know, on a beach somewhere. I don't know. You know yeah. Beach side, but I, I try to get them into doing it. We've done parts of Mission Peak with the girls mm-hmm. and then other little it's hikes and stuff. So, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's tough. Yeah. But, you know, I try to expose that to that, to, to them, them to that. And yeah. uh, it's just something I think I've falling in love with right that's something yeah. that I want to implement for the rest of my life is, is trekking and long distant hiking and just challenging myself I guess is really what it boils down to doing these things yeah um, it's really cool dude I've talked with you about this before um, uh, in the job we work in the industry we work in it's again a very small percentage of people that you can explain that to them and then even understand like, wait, this is what you do with your vacation time? Right. <laughs> like, we often have joked about so many guys and girls are like, a vacation is, you know, the sandals resort right. with the all-you-can-drink margaritas and, right. you know, all-you-can-eat buffet poolside. And, and poolside and, like... The tourist stuff, yeah. Right, and and it's it's funny to watch the look on their face. They look like, you know when you fake a dog out throwing a tennis ball they're like wait why do you go why do you purposely put yourself through this and I think it's it's a testament to 
what we often talk about, that um, what you think is going to, quote, make you happy, what you think is going to bring you peace, is going to be a never-ending pit. There's never enough food to ever feel that fully satiated. There's never enough martinis. There's never enough poolside pictures that you can throw up on Instagram that's going to eventually fill in that hole. Like, we're made to work, to do stuff, to explore. You know, this is Jordan Peterson talks about all the time. Everyone, particularly men, are built to carry a load. You're built to take on responsibility, you know, for yourself and for other people. And when you don't have enough of a load, it's actually bad for you. It actually makes your soul weak. And it makes you, like, not be able to respect yourself, right? And so cool that we live in a time where... Um, you know, we're not like our ancestors. We can have food delivered to our door. We don't mm-hmm. have to step out mm-hmm. outside. You know, we don't. Uh, we don't have to. Uh, in the era of dating apps and stuff, you don't have to go and like be the guy that goes and walks up to the beautiful woman and takes the shot at rejection. You know, of, of you know, hey, I think you're pretty. Da da da. And her saying, "Get lost, loser." We live. We have dating apps now. You can swipe mm-hmm. and you swipe and you swipe. So everything's being sheltered down to where like we we don't have to face challenges and so we now live in a time this is the modern you know stoic movement ryan holiday's leading and you know a lot of people uh are a lot of young men are getting into it like you have to find your own challenge in life you have to find your own way to pick up a load and stuff and uh it's just cool to see that not everybody fell for the trap and is hypnotized like no with my vacation time I'm gonna go out and see the world and challenge myself and hike Mm -hmm. and get in that space where I all I can focus on is the next step and getting through this Mm -hmm. because on the other side of that I'm learning something about myself Mm -hmm. that yeah other people that's great it's amazing it's fucking good stuff it's amazing man it's good stuff yeah really good stuff Mm -hmm. Um, so screw it man the beach side is still no yeah, you gotta have that too. We live in a world where yeah, you got beautiful view, views and beachside, and yeah. I'm mm-hmm. I'm going to Hawaii in a few months. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. no, I know you gotta have both. Mm-hmm. It's the same as the food. You know, you don't want to indulge every day, but right. I, I mean, it'd be a pretty sad life to not ever indulge, not ever f- say fuck it and go to the all you can eat buffet. Well, I'm sure there's some people that opt out. There are just yeah, get hardcore. Yeah. So all good. the time that's their own Every trip day, all day yeah that's that's their that, that's their trip it's not my trip I gotta I gotta have some balance yeah. ours I think that yeah what we do is for us I think it's, it's sustainable it's yeah. it's a with longevity it's a marathon not mm-hmm. and if we can implement certain things you know in our day to day like <clears throat> fasting and hiking in the cold yeah know, up a mountain and then the rewards are bowl of soup you know hot bowl of soup that we normally do or, that, that or taking cold showers when it's cold out yeah instead of the warm shower or yeah. just oh man that's that's what we're about I think that's what we yeah do. well it's telling your body and your instincts who's in charge like hey just because mm-hmm. things get a little bit hard you're not allowed to give up mm-hmm. or run away or mm-hmm. go 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 hide it's funny when you're talking about a um Every now and then you do have to indulge. You do have to go to the beach side. You do have to have a drink. You do have to 
do the all-you-can-eat buffet. I've heard Joe Rogan say it a few times. I don't know where it came from, who originally said it, but uh, everything in moderation, including moderation. Meaning, everything in moderation, and you can, over, you can be too moderate, too. You can mm-hmm. be too middle way. Every mm-hmm. now and then, you gotta fucking stretch mm-hmm. it out. You gotta, you know. And <clears throat> you can be unmoderate with your, mo- with your non-moderation and fucking just be partying too much, mm-hmm. you know, doing fucking drugs three times a week or drinking until you pass out a couple times a week. But partying every weekend. Par- partying every That's... weekend. But at the same time, it, you don't want to be too closed down to where you never go for it. And then there's people, I mean, right. obviously, I mean, there's a lot of Paul Hederman uh, listeners here. There's guys who the answer is, no, you never drink. Uh, you never have another sip of alcohol. Mm-hmm. But there's other ways to find uh, adventure and excitement in your life way outside of just fucking drinking alcohol, right? So I really like the everything in moderation, including moderation. Sometimes you got to just fucking go for it. Sometimes you got to stay up all night and explore and have fun. Mm-hmm. So with that as a prime, we had a pretty fun night Saturday night. The East Force... You want to talk about it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, All right. So, East Forest. Um, I'm talking to Duncan Trussell tomorrow. I first heard about East Forest on the Duncan Trussell podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is a bad motherfucker. Um, but since you're the guest, tell, t- talk to me about how you feel about East Forest. And we'll get into uh, the music ceremony we went to Saturday night. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you actually introduced introduced me to his music and uh, it's funny about a year ago uh, we were doing uh, some mushrooms 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 that you know that we both love doing um, in moderation Um, and I'm an advocate for it too I mean it's not a secret Uh, my family everybody just know people that know me know that um, that I use it as a healthy tool and it's it's great it's great 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 great. teacher yeah yeah you do it use it correctly for sure and we were we were just getting off the trip i think and then headed home and i think we had like maybe some residual you know whatever this is a year ago yeah and this was in santa cruz santa cruz in the the redwoods right 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 i forgot what the something basin i don't remember the the name niches something yeah but it's it's i can look it up but right right off of the right in Santa Cruz off of the Pacific Ocean beautiful fucking redwoods so majestic amazing place and we ate a good amount of mushrooms and walked for four or five hours right yeah right. so it was kind of an end of the year let's do mm-hmm. some kind of recap on stuff that's going on mm-hmm. I think we, we both that's the first time we tripped together mm-hmm. yeah yeah that first time you and I I've done it and I think you, you and I have done it I've been I've been doing it since I was like 15 yeah know, I've been doing it yeah I think yeah. 18, 19 the first time I did it. Yeah, I was in a lot when I was younger. But, um, yeah, and then we played Toad Lick. I remember the song. Toad Lick. I was listening to it. I was like, man, this sounds, this sounds like people are so happy. It's just, there's, what is the problem with anything, right? Yeah. And <clears throat> I, it's funny because I showed uh, my girls this, my little girls the song. And uh, I didn't tell really anything, anything about the mushroom side of it. Yeah. yeah, no, no, I didn't. No, but um, I mean, they they've heard me talk about it, mm-hmm. but um, they 
I played it for them. I was like, hey, girls, tell me what you... And I played a few few of a song. I was like, hey, girls, tell me what you... Um, made a little game for them. I'm gonna, I am gonna. want you to listen to the song and tell me how you feel, right? <laughs> with the girls. And they each had their little piece. One was more descriptive than the other, but they, I mean, they they agreed. They would st- I played the Toad Lake and City by the Fire and a couple other um, songs. And it's great. And then just Saturday, we did Psilocybin, right? Mushrooms. Mm-hmm. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, we went Almost to little, a year later. Yeah, about a year later, and we seen them in person, uh, the musical ceremony in Santa Cruz. In so Santa Cruz. it made a whole full circle. Full circle. And that was the only two times I've been in Santa Cruz. <laughs> was right. In the last couple of years, was to go and hike and trip on mushrooms, and then uh, East Forest, who we listened to. During yeah, yeah, trip. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was nothing. It was. I don't think we took either. We didn't take it enough, or it's just we're just so used to it it wasn't anything like transcending for me yeah, but it no. was it was i mean it was a great experience a beautiful place to be you know you kind of melt in your seat with it and yeah kind of watch this guy and listen to the music and the different instruments and stuff he plays and it was, it was great i'd do it again for sure yeah to go see him again yeah great yeah i would too and it, it was uh uh again not the kind of thing i'm trying to do every weekend not even no, yeah, not even yeah. once a month or whatever, but uh, very reliably when I take psilocybin, whether it's at a live music thing like that, if it's hiking in the woods, mm-hmm. it always teaches me something. It always shows mm-hmm. me something about my life, mm-hmm. and um, and I'm glad we did it. And it, you know, like we talked about, you got a baby on the way. You're going through some life transitions. You're going to be moving and and stuff like that. And um, I there's people out there that when they're going through things they're afraid of psychedelics because they think it's gonna destabilize them or you know scare them because they're sort of so I always respect somebody that's brave enough to say no I'm gonna go and face it yeah no it's not something you force upon yeah it's not a too chicken to to try it out you know stop wussing out it's not it's not it's not that's not what it's for yeah demands more respect and you know yes you gotta respect those fuckers mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah um yeah it was really cool man and then we had a little bit of an adventure even after the concert ended uh walking around mm-hmm. the coffee shop <laughs> the uh, coffee shop so <laughs> so we we walk outside we were the concert was two hours so we were maybe two hours and some change into the trip Mm-hmm. Uh, we knew that there was still some trip left, and uh, I don't know Santa Cruz. I mm-hmm. I don't know if I've ever hung out in that part of Santa Cruz downtown. Yeah. I, I've been to the boardwalk, you know, for right. sure. But uh, so we were walking around downtown Santa Cruz nine o'clock at night on a Saturday, um, not peeking on mushrooms. I wasn't having any visuals at that point, but I was still feeling it. Mm-hmm. You know, still my mind was still pretty expanded. And we both said, uh, we need some coffee, right? Mm-hmm. Because we need to, uh, need to drive home. We were still many hours from driving home, but um, let's get some coffee. It's been a long day. So we look on Yelp and we find there's a cafe a few blocks away. Right. And it's a hammock cafe. Right. <clears throat> and if you think that sounds weird, it is fucking weird. Because we end up going and finding it, and we walk inside, 
and there was a shitload of hammocks all over the place. And the place was fucking, like, a little demonic. Yeah? Would you agree? Yeah, they had some goth theme. Some goth theme. Yeah, goth theme to their place. All younger yeah. girls. Yeah. With, like, crazy makeup wearing devil. Yeah, and then the menu had some crazy stuff on it. That thing she said, well, you can have this and it'll make you higher. And we... It's like, dude, we just want a plain black cup of coffee. coffee. Yeah. And, and they, it, was, it sounded too boring. They didn't, at first, I don't think it registered. And like, you, sh- you sure it was? They didn't have coffee. Everything had something else in it. Right. They were like, I guess Some we elixirs, just, they called it, yeah. Elixirs, yeah. They were like potions and shit right, coming right. in these little glass bottles right. and everything. Mm-hmm. And finally, she said, well, well, we'll just make you an Americano and just not put anything else in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, we go and sit down on the couch looking around this place there was like like paintings of like demons and shit it seemed like like crying girls you like, said the tarot cards tarot cards that was yeah, it yeah tarot cards mm-hmm. but very evil looking tarot mm-hmm. cards mm-hmm. the place looked like it was decorated for Halloween but right. we're past Halloween right mm-hmm. and there was a bunch of people sitting in hammocks <laughs> drinking elixirs oh yeah on Saturday night <laughs> the elixirs non-alcoholic this is like there was like dandelion and a bunch of crap in there and we were sitting there still still high on mushrooms looking at each other going dude there's people that come to this place sober on a Saturday night if we couldn't fucking get over how funny that was that we're over here tripping trying to just get some coffee and all these people were sitting around drinking their potions hanging Mm -hmm. out in in hammocks and Mm -hmm. It felt like the coffee took a fucking year, but it probably took 10 minutes, 15 minutes. No, no man. It was fucking slow. No, we weren't that. <clears throat> I mean, the trip was already on that one slow, so it wasn't. Our, our perception of time, yeah. it, wasn't, it wasn't that off. But it, was kept, a, it, was, it was a while. It was a while. We kept <clears> looking at each other. Like, yeah, it felt like we were held time. hostage in there, and we <laughs> were forced to, <laughs> forced to look at their... Uh, Tarot, d- demonic tarot like cafe, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We eventually got the coffee and finally got the hell out of there. Yeah. It's a good night. Um, we had some more adventures after that, but mm-hmm. really, I, uh, since this is the Laughing Stoke Buddha podcast, just wanted to get a little take on, I mean, you're, you're uh, my co-producer, like I said. Uh, hmm. in this in this uh-huh. <laughs> laughing stoic Buddha project um, and it takes both sides it takes the stoic side it takes hiking mm-hmm. Mission Peak and frigid cold weather in the dark six mile hike to get that warm to earn that warm bowl of soup but it also takes tripping on mushrooms every now and then and going inside and you know seeing that we're all connected I mean that's one of the one of the messages that comes through for me, right? Um, the awareness, the you know, say a bunch of words, right? But yeah, the just awareness. the release of you know, I was holding on to. I don't know. Who knows? There's you could, there's tons of ways we can raise this, right? But yeah. I don't know. I think I think Paul is a pretty good teacher. And all yeah. this, and he says some pretty cool things. Like uh, my favorite so far, I think the one that stuck the most is <clears throat> using action figure. Yeah. Since I heard that, I use that. 
and we use that on a regular basis to kind of, you know, describe the two. Yeah, when we're talking, we conversate. I got some action figure stuff for you, and it's kind of, uh, I mean, I think I think other people use worldly, worldly. right? Mm-hmm. Right, that's what other people use. Right? Yeah. So it's it's similar. Where you okay? I got some action figure stuff for you, and then we talk about, I don't know, baby stuff, relationships, yeah. money, Home, work, money, work, anything, responsibility. Um, yeah. Knows everything, everything, anything, and then there's the deeper talks that we have of nothingness is the next best thing I think that yeah. we could describe this whole right. Yeah, is to be okay with the nothingness, the emptiness of it all. Yeah, and part of that. So, on the action figure level, there is stuff to do. There's business to take care of. There's. Um, you know, you can do a worse or better job at something. You can do a worse or better job at, you know, your career, making money, saving money, investing, um, raising your children with the proper values and, and spending your time properly. You can, you can do better or worse at all that stuff at action figure level. At the... I'll say non-dual level or at the, mm-hmm. the emptiness level, mm-hmm. you know there's an awareness that it's all going to pass, right? I said something the other night about it's all going to go back to zero, mm-hmm. right? And I think the, the goal, and that's part of like when I say laughing stoic buddha the 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 hybrid of all of it is not falling into either trap you can fall completely into the action figure trap of this game is all that matters and i'm going to try to rack up the most points and points come in money status property you know uh whatever like popularity right and all those things and part of getting wrapped up in that game is you th- you think the only thing that matters is the game and you you forget this piece memento mori that you're gonna die and then all those points you accumulate are gonna be useless they're gonna go to zero right and not even just because you're gonna die like when you're sitting quietly alone in with yourself or, you know, God forbid you take mushrooms or something, you really have to sit and examine yourself, you're going to see that, oh shit, the shit that I'm completely wrapped up in, believing that it's, it's money, property status, you know, popularity, is, is not delivering at a deeper level. Like, it feels empty. Because you're it isn't. You're points in World of Warcraft, dude. Huh. I was, uh, <laughs> <clears throat> that was just because you're going to, podcast tomorrow that's a good trust that was uh, yeah it's like episode yeah midnight gospel yeah. uh-huh that's yeah great. yeah fuck yeah, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and so that's a case where it's really good to have an awareness of something greater right now you can lean too far i i would say and i don't hear too too many people really that know deeply the non-dual buddhist side of things making this argument you can lean too far the other way. That the points don't matter in the end, ultimately, so don't play the game at all. Right? And you become the mm. right. 
the the uh, stereotype would be a hippie stoner guy that doesn't get off his couch and eats fucking Cheetos and whatever. But I've seen in spiritual communities people just say, well, I'm, I'm already uh, perfect the way I am. Um, I'm going to give up the game. I'm going to stop trying to score the points. And I feel like that's disrespectful to the time you're given. The action figure is given, right? And that's something that, that came up for me when I had, when I got jumped, fucking looked down the barrel of a gun, got past that shit. I remember as I was re-examining my life and I did a mushroom trip a few days afterwards, I remember feeling the preciousness of time in a way I'd never felt it before. <clears throat> of like, yeah. dude, you get however many years you get. You know, mm-hmm. it could have, for me, it could have fucking ended. And it could end for any of us every day we drive to work, we drive, you know, to see our families, whatever. It could the DM, end. The DMV. Huh? The D- <laughs> we, we could get into that. I'm, I'm going to make you explain the DMV. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. But uh, I, just to wrap up this point, mm-hmm. um, I, as I said, you're an ambassador and a co producer of this project of the podcast from the beginning and of the LSB project because you get both worlds you get the Buddhist side the fact that it is all a game and you know we're actually already perfect in this moment and this moment is all we ever have but you don't allow that to corrupt the stoic side the action figure side of no you want to do your best with the time that you are given and you want to do good work, and you want to be of service. Handle and, your shit. And handle, handle my shit. <laughs> you want to <laughs> handle your shit yeah. so that other people can handle their shit, right. and they, we can grow uh-huh. as, yeah. as a humanity. Now, yeah. mm-hmm. with that as a, as a basis, this is something you've talked about a couple of times. We were talking about it on the way down from Mission Peak. Talk about your DMV analogy. <clears throat> That life oh, is like so, going to the DMV. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. You, I mean, you go to the DMV and there's different numbers and letters, right? For <clears throat> G24. Which you're there for, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. If yeah. It's, it's to renew a license or to get, to get your license. Or I don't know. Registration. Registration, anything. Uh-huh. Whatever. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of, kind of like... I mean that's it's an analogy for the events that happen in our life. Uh, you don't know what you're gonna get, and you know, um, do you want me to use the word I, I I use for you? Yeah, yeah. Let's do it, yeah. So yours is um, the C C G. What was it? Nine twenty four. Nine twenty five. Nine twenty five. Twenty two. And that's just the uh, the cold joke. It's, joke around now you know the cold end of a gun the cold got, end of a you gun you got jumped and stuff yeah. most recently and yeah. and it was the date and you know it's, it's just a little play at it and that's for anybody you know um, my number got called um, uh, uh, you lose a parent yeah uh, you lose a parent tragically you lose a sibling um, I don't you know everything can- cancer everything, diagnosis everything uh, death near death um, yeah. all the different ways you could die and nearly die and uh, and then everything in me I don't know and then all the great things you know you you got a new job or you 
She got a new car. She started a new relationship. Everything in between. It's just cards and just numbers that, you know, your number gets called for certain things. And I don't know. You don't have any control over that. Yeah. You know? I mean, you have some some control over some things. But the unfolding and events of life, it's already, I believe it's already... Pretty written, right? It's already, yeah. already going to happen. What's going to happen? Yeah. And, and we don't know when our number is going to be called or what, yeah. what, what numbers are going to be called. Yeah. On an, again, on an action figure level, we believe yeah. we can control some things. You know, if I go out and commit a crime, then, you know, in front of a police officer, then, yeah, I'm going to, you know, you go to jail. There's certain things you can prevent and not do. But in the grand scheme of things, right? Yeah. Big picture stuff. It's already written. It's already going to happen. What's going to happen is going to happen. Yeah. It's like fate. To, to release and to allow and to understand that is, 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 is big. Yeah, it, it reminds me of an article I wrote recently that you gave me the title for. I gave you credit in the, in the article for it. Uh, the Fortune of Misfortune. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember you saying something about that. or You should write an article called The Fortune of Misfortune. And I, I did. I gave you credit. Um, and there's all these great uh, stoic quotes. I, I, I think I wrote like into Google stoic quotes about misfortune and they're just flooded with all this really good stuff um, of particularly Seneca. Seneca. Seneca's got a lot of, of good, good thoughts on it of where he says like, I count somebody as misfortunate that has never, in your analogy, had the DMV number called of something really bad of misfortunate misfortunate yeah. quote misfortunate of like the number that I called for me mm-hmm. even the cold handle of a fucking gun in the streets of Oakland at two in the morning right. uh, number that got called for you at a very young age losing your dad well, yeah, you know? multiple things for everybody yeah Just and, and, and everybody's got their thing right mm-hmm. and if if you have these misfortunes if you're if your number's called um you're able to learn something about yourself that oh shit this thing that i thought would end me that would you know take me out didn't i survived so i must be a little bit stronger and a little bit more durable than i thought i was and with time like so much of of stoicism so much of what i read from Marcus Aurelius directly and what I read of Ryan Holiday's uh, curation and, and interpretation of it is it's all the obstacles the way it's all turning your brain from being able to see what's a bad event or what's an unfortunate event or what's bad luck as a gift because oh this is a chance for me to fucking prove to myself and prove to the world that I can survive this and I can come out the other end stronger right and so I think getting back to your analogy, the goal is when your number's called to like accept it with open arms. I think it's uh, Frederick Nietzsche said, had the line uh, amor fate, which is Latin, which translates to a love of fate. And it's not an acceptance of fate, it's a love of it. Mm-hmm. Like loving the fact that you got beat near death or that you had that near death experience and almost drowned like not not so the the default is feeling bad for yourself and like a victim 
right? So that's fucking not going to serve you at all. Near-death experiences? Like, yeah. Oh, fuck. Like, oh, why'd this have to happen to me? <laughs> like, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and after, you know. The second level is like, okay, you accepted it, right? It happened and it's okay. It's whatever. But I think Amor Fate is like the ultimate level of loving it. Mm. Like loving this misfortune. Loving this thing that happened. Because it's making you who you are. Mm. Right? And it's, that's, uh, I don't have the coin, but Ryan made a coin with Amor Fate and it's got fire on it. And the idea is whatever you throw into a fire, it makes the fire bigger. Mm -hmm. And we are the fire. I think mm -hmm. uh, Marcus Aurelius has a line mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. Something about whatever, you know, whatever is thrown into the fire, it's fuel, it makes it fucking bigger. Mm -hmm. So something that you think is going to take you out, right? Like a tragedy, mm -hmm. like a, a, you know, unexpected disaster actually is fuel to turn you on, to make you even stronger, to make you able to take on more. Um, any thoughts yeah. on that? Yeah, yeah, just the love. Well, when I hear it, I think, though, in this, it's for the sake of our conversation, yeah, it's, it's the love of the misfortune. But I think overall, I think Amor Fati is, you know, for me, is the the love of experience scene, right? Like mm. to... Uh, Very good. I don't know where I heard it, but it's, would you rather... It's, I think it was actually meditations. Would you rather... Um, I mean, what were you born for, right? Were you, would you rather sit at home every day and be comfortable? And yeah. were you born to be comfortable or were you born to go out and experience life, right? Yeah. Experience whatever comes your way, right? And that's, that's kind of what that, at least that's what that means to me, is that the love of experiencing yeah. whatever. Yeah, that's whatever really good. Comes, right? It's good I just, today. And I, I just read more. today uh, Victor Frankl. I've been quoting him in the articles a lot. He's the... Um, guy that survived the Nazi concentration camp and he was a psychologist he wrote a book his most famous book was A Man's Search for Meaning which is about surviving you know the worst tragedy imaginable losing his entire family and being treated less than human in a Nazi concentration camp and surviving it and his whole point was of his philosophy and what he wrote about was everything can be taken from you except for your ability to your last freedom, which is to choose what things mean, to choose your attitude, right? And this is not some philosopher sitting in a fucking college, you know, coming up with this. This is the guy that faced the worst fate imaginable, right? And he said when he was there starving to death, when he was there, you know, grieving the loss of his family, he realized the one, everything was taken from him except for his internal ability to choose his attitude, to choose what this meant, right? Um, and you're talking about, Mark's really saying, are you made to be warm and comfortable under the covers, or are you made to do the work of a human being, you know, to mm -hmm. go out and experience and, and, and struggle and grow and strive? Uh, Victor Frankl, I won't have the exact quote memorized, but it was something along the lines of, um, most men think that the goal in life is a tension-free relaxed state that's the all you can drink margaritas on the poolside right or on the beach actually the goal of life is to struggle toward struggle and work towards a goal that's worthy of your time right and I don't know. Mm -hmm. yeah and it's it's obviously a balance 
you know, all work and no play is no way to live. But um, <clears throat> that shift is, I think, the fundamental shift in stoicism is that it's not about, like, I'm going to work my ass off so that I can retire and chill, you know, and I can stare at the TV all day or I can end up with the, the drink on the beach. I, I want to... I want to do work that makes a difference that mm -hmm. feeds my soul that you know and if that work is as simple as raising a family right, right. that's worthy work that's worth the struggle that's worth the sacrifice and uh, um, the way you want to spend your time the way you want to spend your time spend your sentence you're, yeah you're mm -hmm. doing time here mm -hmm. on earth as an action figure mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. somewhere between you know for most people 25 and 90 years or so and so that's true. What are you going to do with that time? Are you going to... How are you going to carry out this sentence? What do yeah. you want to do? Yeah. You can either spend it resenting work and struggle and trying to find, you know, comfort, or you can embrace the work and struggle and put it towards something worthy, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, either way, in the end, it does all go to zero. It's not like... Right. You're, <laughs> you're going to be rewarded. Right. I, I believe. I don't think that there's any sort of rewards in heaven or anything like that I think you always yeah. come back to zero you know yeah that's a good one it is a good, a good one that's a good one yeah do you live your life as if you're going to be judged in the in an afterlife uh I don't know <clears throat> well necessarily about an afterlife um uh, who could who could, say, who could really confirm that but um I think I, I do believe that your actions even though it boils down to nothingness right emptiness at the end and i do think our actions uh here on earth as our action figures are meat suits i don't know who else said that but um i've heard duncan say it has he i don't know who started it though in our uh our astronauts no, no. that's a yeah, duncan that, one yeah i think that was him um <clears throat> i think that does carry on to the people around you so yes. almost like uh in that way you do yeah yeah almost like Indra's almost like Indra, the way I've, I've tried to explain it to my girlfriend is the, you know um uh, an easy one I think a lot of people are familiar with maybe not I don't know the Indra's net right where the do's on the web and the many do's on that ref on your on the reflection right yeah. or reflections of hundreds of whatever of and other do's and then those are reflect right so yeah. your do and us being you know the do being the action figure or our meets right is is you know it's a reflection of and it affects those around us right okay. and i think that i think that um our actions do affect those around us and then those the their actions affect those around them and then so on and so forth until until every for everybody and it yeah. affects everybody everybody and anything and so maybe not judge them in afterlife but um our actions here as action figures i think do carry on and continue to, to other affect. action figures later on yeah while Even we go back to death. yeah while we go back to whatever the next the next who dimension knows? who knows yeah yeah i don't know very nice, man. Very, mm -hmm. very good answer. Mm -hmm. Surprised me that one. That was really good. Um, I think we're at an hour. That was good. That went quick. Uh, I'll finish. I'm going to give you a hard question. But this might be a good question to finish with. Because we were talking about Victor Frankl. It made me think. Finish? Okay. an hour in. Hour. It's, good, it's, it's a good. solid hour. That was a good, solid hour, man. Let's move it. Yeah, it went quick. We covered some really good ground. Yeah. 
Um, Speaking of Viktor Frankl, he has this question, he has this way of framing this question, which I think is really good. Um, A lot of people ask, what's the meaning of life, right? And that question to me is the wrong way to think about it. Because when we say what's the meaning of life, we think that there is a meaning out there, Mm -hmm. right? This, this thing that's a meaning. And we have to go find the meaning of life. And that to me just, it's not a useful question. It doesn't, it doesn't get our minds thinking or acting in the right direction. So Viktor Frankl, again, the, the psychologist that survived the, no, the Nazi concentration camp, said actually life is asking us what meaning we're going to make out of it right so life gives you going back to the dmv mm-hmm. analogy it gives you g34 here it is MP, um what day is it today 11 15 mission peak yeah and uh you know for example duncan trussell got a, a cancer diagnosis like 10 years ago uh, mm. and uh, testicular cancer he lost the ball right that was the number that got called for him you know his his mom died young relatively young from cancer that was the number that got called for her um, when your number is called instead of saying what's the meaning of life because you go life is meaningless I, I tried to do the right thing I lived by the you know, the code of the Bible or whatever my parents gave me or whatever, and I still got cancer or I still got jumped or I still got, you know, some sort of tragedy. Lost my job. Lost my job, right. Can't get out of this. Actually, life is giving you this and saying, what meaning are you going to make from it? Mm -hmm. Okay. So it's very, a very small shift that's very empowering to me is what... Not what is the meaning of life, but what meaning do you give to your life and the things that happen? So I know it's a tough one <laughs> to finish with, but what meaning do you give to your life here today, 30-year-old Alonzo? Where do you find meaning? Where do I find meaning? What in your life invokes a feeling of this is more than just accumulating the numbers in the World of Warcraft game, in the mm. action figure game, mm. but this is something more. This is something that speaks to my soul. You know, and to give you a few hints, it can be family related, it can be, you know, um, uh, things that transcend, that get you outside of your usual day to day state of mind uh, I don't know man day to day it's I mean we, we talk often so you know the, the thoughts that get recycled yeah. in my head I like <clears throat> let's go into the recycled thoughts a little mm-hmm. bit because you said that's a unique Alonzo phrase and <laughs> I, I no really I've never I've never heard anybody else say it and I like it I've actually used it myself mm-hmm. the recycled thoughts mm-hmm. could you explain what you mean by that 
yeah, it's just the things that are up front and or at the f- the forefront of your action figure mind, right? Yeah. Um, well, any thought being action figure mm-hmm. thought, right? But mm-hmm. it's just your thoughts that just, I mean, Bills. you wake up and you're maybe like me now. It's um, making sure I'm prepared and really, I mean. I'm making you you're prepared for the baby, my baby that's coming. Making yeah. sure everything's fine. Making sure the girls are happy. Making sure uh, my girlfriend's healthy. Um, she's carrying the baby. You know, making sure she has everything she needs and um, bills. How can I? How can I better establish myself financially? Yeah. It's just these. It's it's crazy. I mean, and then death. I mean, I always think about. I don't want to. I feel like I don't know it's not maybe not the right way to put it but I don't want to get caught off guard which I you will right you don't know when mm-hmm. it's coming but mm-hmm. somebody that you love you know somebody around you that just passes away you know how if you don't think about it I feel I don't know it's like it's not that I obsess over it it's just that it's I know it can happen and, and it's it's I've seen you know I mean we were all accustomed I think most of us are accustomed to somebody dying or death and yeah just these thoughts that just continuously again uh, recycled that just come and they're there <clears throat> often you know this is what kind of we live in. and then um you know when we when i talk to you i, I kind of like you know kind of catch you up on my recycled thoughts and That's then normally how we start yeah, our conversation right recycled thoughts yeah. and um or or like how to do better you know currently you know how to swap departments so i can and then move in the department what do i get from moving to this department x y and z and then that provides you know this this and that and in career, it's just yeah. a list of list of things that just happen every day mm-hmm. and you know you got to give yourself that that break you know, meditate give yourself a second yes take that's, a shower that's what, think of yeah that's you know, what mission peak is right I think the, the one step at a time yeah you know doing these types of things yeah uh, to kind of purge that out for just a bit because it's not going anywhere but no it'll be back once you yeah yeah but get just back just down. to yeah give it just to kind of put something else in there yeah you know that demands your attention mm-hmm. um, and what better than to breathe and walk right yeah you know to fill your mind with you know breathing and walking yeah. you know the basics. essentially right yeah, yeah. The basics of being human yeah you're not yeah you're not it's the versus doing drugs or yeah, you know exactly. or yeah, those uh, you know the kind of, of drugs I'm you know what kind of drugs I'm talking about but yeah there's unhealthy ways to I'll go, try yeah. to get out of it uh, it's tons of stuff mm-hmm. tons of and I don't know that's the piece on recycled thoughts though yeah but. yeah now I, I love that term because the, the idea of recycled thoughts to me it's like you think about something once you know some sort of responsibility bills budget work obligations deadlines whatever Mm -hmm. and then theoretically you should be good but the recycled thoughts to me speaks to it comes up again yeah right what the fuck what the fuck i thought i handled you yeah yeah and then you well i guess there's more to work out and you think it through and you know maybe in the shower maybe during your commute yeah and then it comes up again and it comes up a fourth Mm -hmm. time and a fifth time and a sixth time and you start to go like okay i i pretty damn sure I've worked yeah. this through why do yeah. you keep showing up yeah. and that's a part of just 
being human. Day, the day after, a uh, couple <laughs> days later. Uh, yeah. Know. Yeah. It's just on and on and on. And then kind of like, like when you have a headache and you don't never really notice the moment it goes away, you just sort of all of a sudden go, oh shit, my headache's gone, right? Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with recycled thoughts. One mm-hmm. day you just go, shit, I haven't mm-hmm. recycled that mm-hmm. thought in a while. But mm-hmm. sometimes it needs to have its time on the stage mm-hmm. and it might be a few weeks mm-hmm. straight. Yeah, like uh, our our walks. Uh, Nepal was a large, you know, was in a bigger picture, right? Yeah. A whole, basically a whole month. Yeah. Almost a month, right? Of of that, and then I think most recently too was practicing for the test to get into this new department. Mm-hmm. That kind of took a huge priority change. over some other things, so and I other and I hadn't thought yeah, had exactly, and yeah. I had, those got pushed, you know, back, and yeah, uh, that's basically what. I think everybody goes through right yeah it's recycled action figure thoughts yeah. yeah yeah that and of course i think i think on the first podcast we we touched base on this on our on on death and then i think the big one for me is um I, you know my loved one's dying but especially for me was my uh mother's death yeah that would be my mom my mom's death. she's been she's my one parent <clears throat> all i had right growing up and I don't know. As the oldest sibling, we have a different relationship, and I don't know. It's a big one, and you know, we don't need to get into. I mean, the his if we want it since you're again since you're podcasting him tomorrow, his 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 last episode on Midnight Gospel really resonated with me. I mean, all of them were good, but yeah, Duncan Trussell and his mom. That one, I that one, I'm not. I don't care. I I teared up some watching yeah. that. That's really good. Yeah, it's really good. It spoke really good. to spoke you to personally. For sure. Yeah, that's. All I had, man, was my mom. Wow. Yeah, and, and my you little still have younger her. siblings. And you still have her. Yeah, and I still have her. Yes. Yeah. Yep. 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 Fort- fortunately, miss, miss, I don't know. Miss, we were talking about her. Miss, I don't know. <laughs> I want to say misfortunately, and then we're. I got shit. She's here. Well, I think I think the best case scenario is the fact that you think about the fact that she's not going to be around forever. In the best case scenario, helps you to be as fully present and enjoy her company as exactly. much as you can here mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think that's what it does for you. And you're striking the balance between that and knowing she isn't going to be around forever. And when it comes, mm-hmm. you know, if she passes away before you, which she most likely will, mm-hmm. you don't want to be caught off guard. Mm-hmm. That's the stoic side of it is, mm-hmm. you know, um, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's Epictetus says like, you should never have something happen and you go, I wasn't prepared for this. Like that's the whole, and you know, that's a little fucking extreme, but that's the whole meditating on the worst case scenario is a Latin phrase for it, premeditatio memoriam, which is think of the worst thing that could happen and then meditate on it, be ready for it. And then 99% of the time it's not gonna happen. And then you can be like, oh shit, well I was ready for, you know, to fucking die or some sort of tor- terrible tragedy and I got through it without that so I'm doing good and in the case where it does happen because you already meditated on it you just go well this is exactly what I prepared for so you know I'm not going to be caught off guard even though it's terrible and tragic I'm going to find a way to handle business because that's my job you know mm-hmm. as a man or as whatever so yeah, man. I think that. Uh, I don't know if this is the best analogy. I just thought of it now. It's kind of like, you know, we just hike, take a little shower, 
you feel refreshed and clean and it's kind of the same with your thoughts right you kind of builds up and then take a little shower take a little time to kind of clean that up yeah and now you're i mean you're you're ready but you're gonna need to explore that you're gonna have to pick them back up soon yeah almost like a shower. you know what i'm saying you're not gonna go we're gonna have to go you're not gonna go long yeah you're not gonna go much you're not gonna go long without yeah you know cleaning yourself up you know metaphorically and physically right but yeah just stuff that you I feel like you have to do and to I guess that kind of goes back around to your question your original question is what meaning do I give yeah. to life and it's uh, this is something else that you and me I think uh, talk about a lot and we agree on and we you know one of the reasons we're really good friends is the the idea of that we live this life not necessarily for yourself but for the service like service of others I don't know yeah, if that's to, to, I don't know to just to not others, to, to not selfishly live your life I don't know like I think what I think about it is like most of the things I do and we and we joke about it or we laugh because yeah. I'm gonna do this just so I can do this this and this and none of them really are for me but they are right to, mm-hmm. to do these for others is for me and that's how I want to live my life yeah and that's while I again while I serve out my sentence right while I do my bid and do my time here yeah uh that's that's how i feel like i want to spend my life is is to help others i don't know to to be a positive force yeah no i think that that is a reason why we click and relate um we're relatively younger i mean i'm not so much anymore 33 but uh we basically from the beginning since we met each other we were like yeah we we're not out there doing this all for ourselves. You know, the meaning we find in life is to help other people. I mean, we, we're not completely selfless. You know, we went on that hike today because we needed to do it. But in the bigger picture, you know, we needed to do it for ourselves so we can continue to handle business and provide. For others. For others. <laughs> and, you know, like you said, we joke about it often, like, I'm going to do this, 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 and that, this whole long string of things. And you could step back and sit selfishly say, well, what am I getting out of this? But, right? That's, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's, that's some bullshit. Because what yeah. we're getting out of it is meaning, a meaningful life. Yeah. A life where we're, uh, you know, not providing for, like, the less fortunate. Just we're, we're, we're participating in a bigger family. Right, in, in, a, in a bigger piece and mm-hmm. and instead of all of the the grind of life of hard work of mm-hmm. sacrifice of waking up early of doing the shit you don't want to do of being out in the cold being out in the rain leading to some big fancy car or some new shoes or whatever like that's oh, so weak that's oh, so empty yeah about that we since we saw that we, we I, I, again and then I talked we said it before um, the event <laughs> the vent, right? The vent. Is, yeah. Is we all have we all have it. We all do it. It's you know the days where we're, hey man, you're supposed to be your positive person and serve and help serve others and live unselfishly. But there's yeah. times where Sometimes you know where you, you just fucking let it out. Where you are upset with somebody, some relationship you have, or um, your significant other, or your children, or your, a coworker, or I, I don't know. Yeah. Somebody in traffic. You know, yeah. You get upset with 
I don't know, somebody cutting you off and try that's not, you know, it's funny because you think you talk about it now and it's, it seems funny from it here. It seems funny from when here. When you're in it, yeah. Yeah, and then there's times when you're in it and if you're not careful, you know, you could get sucked into that and it's yeah. it's time that we all do it. We're allowed, mm-hmm. right, the mistake and, and the that experience, right? And it's like a little vent where that all has to f- come out. Yeah. And and then we use the right we in our talks we use the word junk food, right? Where we, junk food. Where we uh talk about just <laughs> basically mcdonald's for the mind right McDonald's it's just 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 garbage junk, dude. <laughs> just, just gossip just fucking, just straight yeah did you hear what so-and-so yeah. did yeah yeah just gossip gossip and yeah. bullshit and i'm doing this and you laugh at me when i say uh remember what i said cash out refi and cash stuff out. all this stuff like that's all necessarily junk food but it's it's yeah talk that's it's you know on the action figure level yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, and just that type of stuff. So we all do it, but to be aware, yeah, that's at least that's exactly when yeah, you when you said least. when you said junk food. Talking about junk food isn't necessarily bad, but it's very cool to be aware of it because I would argue most people aren't. Most people start talking about shit that is junk food, but they believe it's it's the main course, <laughs> right? Because it's just. Did you hear what so and so did? And they dive right into it. Mm-hmm. So just having a little bit of space to be like, "Hey, man, this is kind of junk food, but you want to hear about what happened to whatever." Mm-hmm. Like just that mm-hmm. little bit of space yeah. allows a framing yeah. Yeah. that you can talk about some shit that's not the most important or the most deepest, but you can also just fucking get it out of yeah. you because get sometimes off, off. you can just get it off yeah. you, right? Because mm-hmm. sometimes up here it it can fester and mm-hmm. fucking cause mm-hmm. some problems. Mm-hmm. So yeah, man, letting out the vent, letting mm-hmm. out that junk food, having a little bit of awareness is uh, is a big yeah. Shake it all Just off and shake it off. Get off. All right, let's get into some some yeah. shit. And yeah. then eventually, oh, damn near every one of our conversations, if we talk some long good, enough, it'll get into the good stuff. Stoic Buddhist stuff. The good, good stoic stuff. Buddhist shit. So yeah, good stuff. The awareness of stuff. Yeah, man. yeah. I think hopefully that answered. I did actually. I did, I did it Very justice. Well. Very yeah. well. Did it good justice. You did good today, man. You're getting better at this podcast. Mm. <laughs> you feel yeah. it? I feel like you're getting better at this shit. Yeah, just, just awesome, man. Yeah. yeah. So thank you for being here, uh, helping me warm up. I'm ready for the big mm-hmm. the big show tomorrow. Mm-hmm. This was a good one, too. This is worthy of a listen. Mm-hmm. So thank yeah, you to man. everybody that hung out for yeah. it. Honored it's the one before. Yeah. A big one. It is a big one. That's not... We don't need to front you know it is a big one it is, is it this is something i've been yeah. wanting dreaming about for yeah i've been a, i've been a fan of his since i mean you've you've known about him much longer longer than i've known you and yeah. that's I crazy think the, yeah, uh, yeah oh. the midnight the midnight gospel dick did it for me yeah him and then the the podcast he has some of his talks on his uh family hour yeah. podcast and then yeah. uh joe rogan course right and then those are always good watch those i mean i remember the first time i was in that i was on my way to taking the kids to universal studios and they were asleep and then i just put it on with my Dude, girl that's it was, so cool because i've listened to so much duncan trussell on highway five yeah right mm-hmm. on the five yeah yeah because uh-huh. yeah, i used to listen to it driving to bakersfield mm-hmm. for a year straight mm-hmm. a lot of duncan trussell yeah, good luck tomorrow man i'm glad Thanks, uh, man. i can be the one right before yeah dude i could couldn't be anybody else I mean, you're you're the par- the partner in this now podcast. And now I'm happy, and I don't think anything else can go wrong in my life. Yeah, be happy. Now that I'm, yeah. 
<laughs> Once I podcast with Duncan Trussell, it'll then, all be then, fucking great from here. Then you'll be happy. Then I'll be happy for good, yeah. finally. And it won't go away, yeah. I hope. Yeah. I mean, if this doesn't do it, nothing will. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know. Namaste, buddy. Mm-hmm. Good shit. <laughs>